Welcome back to In Our Issues, a podcast where we learn what it's like to be in the shoes of people with mental health issues. My name is Nathan Donnelly, and this week, my co-hosts and I discuss boundaries, what their types are, how to keep them healthy, and how we enforce and experience them. I put my co-hosts outside their comfort zone with this one. You can definitely tell, but I am so proud of them for sticking to it to the end. I think we ended up getting a lot of great conversations out of this topic, for sure. Respecting and communicating about boundaries is important, especially for people who are living with mental health issues. And now, without further ado, here is the IOI crew. (laughs) Hey, audience. Welcome to In Our Issues. Today, we're talking about boundaries and the importance and types and natures of them. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm really excited for this. How are you guys feeling? Every bit of this is against my will. I want you to know that I'm not here (laughs) of my own volition. You'd think I would because it's my house, but I don't like this topic a bit. Don't tell them where we are. It's top secret. I'm telling my address is 1600. Say, (laughs) don't do that. That's the right. White House. <laughs> <laughs> Your house is white. Anyway, point is, we're going to talk about Thanks. boundaries no, today, and I'm, I'm here with right two of my... Me. What? What? Good, you go. You said I'm, something about Google Maps. Yeah, I'm just saying. You don't want people to know this is my house. You just told them what color it was. That narrows it down to like eight houses, maybe. Eight houses? Mm-hmm. At least in sure. Washington. Exactly. Thank you, Amanda. I got you. All right, guys. You're the best. Okay. I'm here with two of my Washington best friends. State, y'all, not DC. I'm here with two of my best friends, Bill and Amanda, without whom this cannot be possible. That's for sure. You guys wouldn't be in here without me right now. Mm-hmm. Amanda, this is going to be a good episode, I promise you. Okay. Okay. We're going to get real. We're going to talk about, first, guys, we're going to talk about the types of boundaries. Can we all agree that having healthy boundaries is important for mental health. Yes. Um, I don't know what that's like, so I cannot confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I well, didn't finish my sentence. Yes, that's what I hear, sir. Well, <laughs> that's perfect because we're actually going to do an activity here at the end of this one to help us to help us understand. You're gonna make me do paperwork hey, on a podcast. Time out. Does this end up with me in the fetal position at the bottom of the shower, running on cold water? Probably. Okay, that was me this morning. So that's gonna have to be. I don't know. I was. That's on the itinerary for next episode. Oh, okay, great. You bring the shower. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna do now. You spoiled it. Like anyway, (laughs) geez, Bill. (laughs) Holy shit, man! Can you? We were talking about different types of self harm this morning and how far I've evolved. You know. Hey, we gotta focus. Hang on one second. And uh, okay, you're right. Go ahead. Thank you. All right. Physical boundaries. One of the most important ones. If you're being beat up, that's a problem. That's a little too close, please. (laughs) So the thing is, physical boundaries are just one of many types that we're about to go over. There's physical boundaries, intellectual boundaries, emotional boundaries, sexual boundaries, material boundaries, and time boundaries. So you know what? Maybe uh, maybe physical boundaries is, are the first thing you learn, right? Uh-huh. Because you know you're going to be held and stuff, I mean, from the time you're born. Uh-huh. So that's just going to be your norm. But yeah. when you start to be able to move... Some of us were kn- never held, Bill. Okay, sorry. You're right. Some, some of you weren't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as you start to move, you realize that you cannot, in fact, go through that wall or through that piece of furniture or, mm-hmm. you know... 
that door has to be open. So, object permanence, if you will. You know what are really cool studies is where they'll have a, a glass floor so you can see through it, and um, then the floor has steps that go down, ten feet or so, and they put a baby on the on the floor and then push them you know, towards that drop off to see mm-hmm. if they'll go out. <laughs> and the- it's funny because developmentally, depending on their age, they will or they won't. The older they are, the more they're the less likely they are to go out on the you know glass. But the younger that they are, they'll just no problem. They have but, no fears. But it, you're right, and but it's kind of a U curve too because then you will, then you won't, and then you get old enough to where you understand that you're walking on glass, then you will again. You know what I mean? And life is just about finding the balance of the the glass, what's real and what's not, in terms of your boundaries. I suppose it is. Sometimes you have to know when to erect the glass and when to break it down. Mm. Basically, um, these uh, I want to go over the different boundary types, and then we can go into a free form discussion about about this stuff. So, physical boundaries. And I want you guys to follow along with us. You can pause us right now and go down to the, you go, you can go down to the description, whether you're listening on Apple podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is, YouTube. Um, you can pause us now, go down, print out the PDF that I have a link there for. So physical boundaries refer to personal space and physical touch. Healthy physical boundaries include an awareness of what's appropriate and what's not. In various settings and types of relationships, physical boundaries may be violated if someone touches you when you don't want them to or when they invade your personal space. So the next one is intellectual. I want us to think about, we, we talked a little bit about physical boundaries. I want us to think about the next one, intellectual boundaries. Refer to thoughts and ideas. Healthy intellectual boundaries include respect for others' ideas and an awareness of appropriate discussion. Should we talk about the weather or politics? Oh, I thought you were going to REM there. Saying, yeah. should we talk about the weather? Go ahead. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Intellectual boundaries are violated when someone dismisses or belittles another person's thoughts or ideas. So, if you guys have experience with that, we're going to do a little exercise at the end of this that'll hopefully that'll hopefully help you get an idea of what you can do about it. Emotional boundaries refer to a person's feelings. Sorry. Healthy emotional boundaries include limitations on what to share and what not to share. Personal information. What you got on your mind? But it's just the fact that this is so foreign to me at 55 is crazy. <laughs> really? <laughs> Man, I'm really interested to see where we get. Yeah. I can use it. Hell yeah. All right. Um, basically, for example, gradually sharing personal information during the development of a relationship. <laughs> as opposed to revealing everything to everyone. Emotional boundaries are violated when someone criticizes, belittles, or invalidates mm-hmm. another person's feelings. Oh, somebody came to mind for that one. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe they can be the one you focus on in the worksheet. Mm, I know somebody will. I'm not allowed to. You're not, you're not allowed to? Mm-mm. I'm, I, I give you permission. No, you kill me, man. Oh, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Hey, 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 hey. We're not, we don't have to share the person that we do this about. It's going to be a healthy exercise for us to understand where our limitations 
are. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at you. <laughs> oh, oh, I guess the Band-Aid's been ripped off. Uh, it's okay. We that. all knew what it was. <laughs> I love you guys. All right. Um, everybody get tied up in the backyard on the does. 4th of July? Hey. Yeah. Taylor Tomlinson. <laughs> sexual boundaries refer to the emotional, intellectual, and physical aspects of sexuality. Healthy sexual boundaries involve mutual understanding and respect of limitations and desires between sexual partners. Sexual boundaries can be violated with unwanted sexual touch, pressure to engage in sexual acts, leering, or sexual comments. I think I'm pretty good on that one. Okay, that's good. To, that's good to hear. I think I'm really super conscious of it. I'm gonna try to be. I hear Man, that. You've been around me more than pretty much anybody the last few years. And I think I probably said to you early on, if I yeah. ever say anything that seems inappropriate to you, stop me and tell me because it does not want to And I, I have. <laughs> that's true. And that's really humiliating. <laughs> I mean, really humiliating. <laughs> yeah. Material boundaries refer to money and possessions. Healthy material boundaries involve setting limits on what you will share and with whom. For example... It may be appropriate to lend a car to a family member, but probably not to someone you met this morning. Or you can uh, lend it to your boyfriend and he wraps it around a tree. <laughs> yeah, or your oh. ex, you know, friend, person, and they could hit a bus and take out a telephone pole and blow two transformers and take power out to an entire neighborhood and total my car. Oh, so like last week. For the second time. What? Oh, okay. For the second time. <laughs> For the second time. For, uh, what? The second bus? The second power outage? No. She Again? No, she was learning in the first one, and she perfected it in the second one. Oh, okay, okay. I see. It's training. It's tra- training yeah, for, the, for, some reason. for the next material boundary <laughs> breach. Yeah. Yeah. But kryptonite. She's my kryptonite. Oh, you know what? For example, it may be appropriate. What? Go ahead. All right. I will get there. Sorry. All right. Are there more? Because so far I'm not feeling there's, good. There's, 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 there's one more. There's one more. Shit, only, okay. There's what one it? more. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Come. No way, me. I love you guys. I don't okay. want to kill you. What if is this it? is too, If this is too hard, we can stop. No, no, I need to win here. What okay. Time boundaries refer to how a person uses their time. <laughs> to have healthy time boundaries. Okay, yo. This is something I'm working on. Universe looking at Amanda right now. Shit. <laughs> Uh, refer to how a person uses their time. To have healthy time boundaries, a person must set aside enough time for each facet of their life, such as work, relationships, and hobbies. Ah! Bro, full stop. Okay, this, full stop. This never occurred There's to one me. more sentence. Hang on. This okay. Finish the sentence. Time boundaries are violated when another person demands too much of another's time. Okay, oh, this damn. never occurred to me in this discussion, but you can have multiple boundaries intersecting like on those diagrams with the circles, you know, mm-hmm. like, like a Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of Amanda, like at work sometimes maybe um, oh. your boundaries of time are being violated constantly. Right. While at the same time, my boundaries of material and space are exactly. being violated and honestly, yep. emotions. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's it all, it's all, it's all, it can all get really complicated. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of stuff intertwined when you've uh, when you've been dealing with a lot of trauma. And to any of my listeners, I um, if 
if any of this stuff is triggering to you, feel free to pause and come back if you want. To, if you come back if you want to, or okay, cool. if you I'm don't, you know what I'm saying? If, <laughs> is that, it, okay, these are <laughs> guys. You're a part of this, though. I need you. Um, let's see. So that's that's, that's all. So I just needed. wanted to define. I wanted to define those boundaries. So now it's free form discussion Mine's time, really guys. Close, but it doesn't have the ed at the end. Now it's free form discussion time. <laughs> Where do we want to start? Who's got a story? Well, it's not a free-form discussion if we have to find a place to start. Right. Well, it's not a free-form discussion. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. It's not a discussion at all if we don't find a place to start. Hey, that's facts. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Hey, y'all. How about you take a deep breath with me? Because this topic ain't easy. Ready? In. out and now the freeform discussion well you know, then we can think what, of our know one fucking thing about boundaries is really horrible is you really have a hard time redrawing boundaries oh my god it's the most difficult thing once you've drawn them and I hear you you don't draw them overtly all the time you're drawing them tacitly by what you say and do and think uh-huh. with regard to this person or this situation yeah. and unfortunately and they're interpreting that in their own way mm-hmm. and so they're creating their own boundary for you mm-hmm. but boundaries aren't and this is something that i want to be very specific and say because this was something that was instrumental for my healing is that boundaries are not to change another person's behavior it is to change what you tolerate exactly from other people yeah so instead of it's, saying it's like change, yeah you need to um, knock on my door before you walk in. Instead of something like that, say, I will not help you unless you knock before you come into my office. Mm. So that way you're changing what you tolerate and not asking another person to change their behavior. You're simply saying, do what you want, but I'm not going to listen to you unless you knock on my door first. Yeah. Instead of just barging right into yeah, the and office. Yeah, that could be a metaphor for anything. Or it yeah. could be as simple as, you know, I'll take your shit up to this point and then I'm done. Um, I think that's a great example, Amanda. There's a really good there's a really good reason for you. If you're the type of person that can get distracted easily, like me, um, setting, a, setting up a boundary like, I don't want to be disturbed unless you do it in a way that's comfortable with me. Yeah, period. That is 100% a great example. Because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times that happens to me at work. It's like, I'll be in the middle of my zone. You know when you get in that flow state? And Absolutely. You're just like it's going, like my favorite state. And then someone will literally knock on my door. And then because most of the staff there have master keys, uh-huh. they'll just come right in. They'll open up the door and come right in. A lot of times it's an emergency and they need to. And it's not it's yeah. not a big deal. But okay. there are some times when it is kind of annoying. No, okay. I can imagine that. <laughs> I, we can come back to this off camera or microphone, but I had a conversation about that very thing this morning. Yeah. I just almost poked my eye out with this thing. You I guys. saw that. Careful. Badass. I'm scared now. <laughs> you said badass. I did. What if I was a pirate? Okay. Uh, anyway. I really, this is sincerely, this is a question. <laughs> this is a real question. So, uh, uh, close either eye. Uh-huh. Do you see your nose out of your peripheral vision? Yes. I can't see out of this eye. So okay. No. Close your other one, goofball. Yeah. Okay. Now open both your eyes. You don't see your nose at all. 
Yep. In fact, your eyes are seeing your, your nose, nose all, the, all time. the time. Your brain learns to block it out. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering if you're a pirate and you lose an eye. And I'm Can sorry you, just, you didn't lose yours, so you would be oh, able to tell me. Yeah. I'm not sorry you didn't lose yours, but you know what I mean. It'd just be stuck in your vision at right. all times. But would it? Would it start to fade away would you get used over to months? It? Or would your brain just take it away one day, like my smell went away when I had the COVID? That's a good question. Yeah, pretty cool. It fascinates me that your brain literally just erases it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. It's not going to do a fucking thing. Erase it. <laughs> that is fascinating. And you know, like what? most people with the sign on my door, exactly. And like, and like I do in relationships where I look right at the bad stuff and ignore it. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. I think that's a difficult thing too with like boundaries, especially when you're establishing the beginning of a relationship because you're learning about the person and you're, you know, trying to see the good in them. And so oftentimes you overlook or you maybe put in a little bit more effort where you normally wouldn't, or you go to huh. bat for them a little bit more than you would normally. Are you somebody... saying you let things slide? Yeah. Okay. So like you let them overstep your boundaries in the beginning a little bit more than you normally would oh. if the relationship had been already curated and, and okay. you know, uplifted. And then it's working back. And then you have to unfortunately work backwards. Work a little backwards. Yeah. Because those boundaries have already been completely stepped over so that uh, that other person it's, gets used to the boundary violations. Yeah. Um, and so you have to kind of work backwards, which is really difficult when something has already been pre-established. So that's important because there, um, are we going to talk if about the person the- respect? If you bring up those things saying, I actually feel more comfortable if you don't do this as often, even if that happens frequently to you. Yeah. And even if that happens, even if that this particular thing happens frequently in a relationship, but you're not okay with it and you're okay, with it, just like you're saying, you're okay with it at first, but you realize you're not okay with it later on communicating with your partner or whoever it is that you have this relationship with, not necessarily a romantic relationship. Yeah, it could be parents, friends. Anyone? It's important that you, un- that they understand that this is just something that makes you feel comfortable. And if they continue to do it without like if they continue to do it, even when you ask them not to, that's a bad sign. Yeah. It means that they it means that they're not respecting you in a way that is important. Well, hell yeah, that's what it means. Everyone knows that. The problem is, what the hell do you do about it? Where do you stand you up communi- for yourself? Well, you or? communicate with them, and if they, well, if they if they if they if they overstep their boundaries, then you need to then you need to you need to you need to start to enforce them. I think more it's a, more forcefully. I think it's also important too to put into perspective what exactly a boundary is and what you are allowed like what boundaries you are within your right to set like what is a boundary like we talk about rigid and fluid and you know all of those kinds of boundaries i don't remember the specific language but i know Mm -hmm. it's on the sheet yeah those are the boundary those are those are the boundary natures that we can get into so like it's important to put into perspective what actually is a boundary and what's being controlling because I think some people get the wires crossed on those two things. Like they'll go and they'll set a boundary and they'll say, well, I don't want to be friends with you if you're dating him. That's not setting a boundary that's controlling and manipulation. You can say, I will not tolerate you talking about your boyfriend to me because I can't handle it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then if the other individual starts talking about their boyfriend to the person that set the boundary, that Mm -hmm. person is within their right to say, I don't want to talk about this click hang up the phone or walk away or whatever yeah you, you know interestingly i can do that I've, I've done that several times um 
what I needed to. Porous is the word I was looking for. Yes. Rigid, rigid and porous I boundaries. Was, I'm actually <laughs> going to branch into this. Cool. So run, we got run, rigid run. boundaries, porous boundaries, and healthy boundaries. Rigid boundaries is where you avoid intimacy and close relationships and you're unlikely to ask for help. Um, very protective of personal information may seem detached even with romantic partners. What's that called? What are we reading? Uh, this this is this is rigid. So these are there are three boundary natures. Okay. There are yeah. three boundary natures that we're going over. There's rigid boundaries, porous boundaries, and healthy boundaries. I'm more porous myself. Whoa. Well, so rigid boundaries they have few close they often have few people that have rigid boundaries often have few close relationships they may seem detached uh, they seem they're very personal they're very protective of personal information avoids and may avoid intimacy and stuff um, porous a porous someone with porous boundaries tends they tend to overshare personal information. Uh, they have difficulty saying no to the requests of others. Hmm. Um, I know I have trouble with that. I don't want someone to be uncomfortable. And I also, you know, um, just, I, I feel, I feel, I feel the need to please other people and make sure they're happy uh, to an unhealthy degree. And uh, there's, so I have a, a bit, so I have a bit of a porous boundary with that involvement uh, being over you can also be over involved with other people's problems basically a porous boundary is just it's it's not really there <laughs> um there you just let people you just let people into your you just let people make you um make you uncomfortable by involving you in things that you're not comfortable with you know things like that they're accepting of dis of abuse and disrespect and dependent on opinions of others. I know that I have issues with that as well. Um, fear. And they also fear rejection if they do not comply with other people. Those, those, that's what, uh, those are people with porous boundaries. Wait, you say that you fear rejection if you don't comply with other people. Yep. Doesn't yeah. everybody do that? No. Well, Mm, well, yeah, kind of. Not everybody. I I think well, I'll, I think I think it's a very human thing to experience this from time to time. I think that everybody's got experience with um, people uh, that have rigid and porous boundaries, uh, and you probably have a bit of both yourself. Um, but the idea is to get to a healthy boundary, which is where. You value, which is where you value your own opinions. You don't compromise values for others. Um, you share personal information in appropriate ways, and you don't have to over or, and you don't over or undershare. You gotta stop, dude. So I'm wondering if appropriate boundaries are more like the Sasquatch or the Loch Ness monster. Like everyone's wanting to get a picture of it. <laughs> well, I think boundaries, like healthy boundaries, are oftentimes established in, you know, development. Like oftentimes your caretakers are the ones who teach you and show you what these boundaries look like and what they are. And then you learn from going to school and developing, you know, friendships and close relationships. And I think that your parents are kind of the precedent for what your yeah. boundaries look yes. like. Well, let yes. me ask you, is that from shit you've read or is that just what you No, think? shit that I've read, yes. Okay, cool. Um, and hey, So, I, just so you know, you, you're like one of the smartest people about all the stuff that I know. Yeah, I do a I second that. amount of research. Yeah. Um, I actually, she's a genius. I actually read a, read a book um, 
and I'll have to get the specific name so that you can link it in the description, but mm-hmm. it is a boundary. It's um, how to set boundaries workbook. And it literally walks you through what is porous, what is rigid. It gives you a little test to take on, you know, which one that you identify with more and like where these boundaries come from. So like I am a child of, of a meshment where boundaries were completely porous between yes. the relationships between me I my parents with that as well and my brother and so that led me to then as an adult still having those very porous boundaries and not knowing what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate because when i would vocalize a need or try to set a boundary with my caretakers mm-hmm. it would be constantly stepped on or overlooked or just completely ignored. And so therefore I learned to internalize my needs and I realized that the needs of every person around me were more important to the stability of the dynamic of the home. So in order to keep everyone else stable, I had to bury my emotions, bury my needs and make sure everybody else was okay. Because if I were to speak my needs or speak up for myself, that it was like, World war in my house. I, So then that leads to having very porous boundaries as an adult, which is something I'm currently trying to work through in that when I try to, you know, vocalize or set this boundary, I hit this, I hit this wall because I then become so triggered from my experiences in childhood Mm -hmm. that there's all of these childlike emotions that come back up for me when I get into those situations where my body tells me, you need to set this boundary. You need to stick up for yourself. You're not comfortable. You're not okay. And And then you get so aggressive about it. Well, then another part of my brain is like, you can't do this because if you do this, you'll either get in trouble. You're going to get yelled at. The rest of your day is going to be fucked up. Like there's all of these other factors that play into why it's so difficult to set that boundary that at the end of the day, for me specifically, it's easier just to not set the boundary than go through the, the, the internal struggle of then trying to set the boundary really? if you wait you mean even if you set it like if you were the genie boundary setter and you set it the first time that's still harder for you yeah if i were to well, say yeah. if i were to set the boundary and it was and it would even be like well recepted there would still be that physical and emotional reaction that i experience that yeah. they don't like me they're going to okay. come behind my back and stab me okay. in the back and like all these things. Okay, I'm sorry that that's your go-to. I am, because that sucks. Mm-hmm. That's kind of on you, right? Well, it's technically on my caretakers, but yeah, it's on me too. I mean, at this point, yeah. when you're dealing with like- When it comes to asserting herself or- and dealing with the trauma and the situations that have been set upon her, I guess to an extent it's, it's, it's a, it's up to her up to me in a lot of, cause I, I really relate to this to assert yourself to a degree that's healthy for your personal development. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, for me, it's difficult because I am such an avid and this is, you know, due to my porous boundaries. Um, and you know, my upbringing is that I am such an avid hypervigilant individual who is constantly, you know, earmarking other people's behavior constantly. So Uh I will know just based on pure body language when I'm overstepping somebody's boundary Mm -hmm. and I will uh, walk back or I will (laughs) adjust my behavior. You've pointed out stuff to me about people in the room with us. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes I expect everybody else to have that kind of like superpower. I call it. Sorry. That's a good comment. And, um, but like sometimes they don't and I feel a sense of like hurt because other people don't realize when they're 
to me, it's mm-hmm. clearly they're overstepping my boundary. Like I'm clearly physically oh, uncomfortable. Okay. I'm yeah. clearly shutting down because I can't vocalize what I'm feeling. I'm clearly in this state of like freeze response. Mm-hmm. And this individual isn't seeing that or, you know, whatever, which I know a lot of times that's not the case. They could just be completely unaware, which oftentimes is the case. But, you know, there's that internal battle when you're dealing with boundaries that, oh, these people, i.e. your caretakers, my caretakers when I was young, are supposed to know my needs. They're supposed to meet my needs and they're not meeting my needs in these moments. And yeah. all of those things are are you know rehashed when as an adult i go into these situations where i have to set boundaries so a lot of times it's so much deeper than just being able to set a boundary yeah and uh also just asserting your needs when they've been neglected neglected and And punished yeah to be honest yeah yeah i i hear that what were you gonna say bill i was gonna ask if we were talking about uh professionally or socially Inject anything. What you were referring oh, what she's everything, every aspect of a boundary. Okay, so let's go to the work ones because we happen to work together. <laughs> um, I have a problem with. Uh, so I have this desk, and um, I have a in a corner, basically with a desk coming out of the wall, so I can put myself in this rectangle that only has one opening. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so people will come in my office to talk to me, and there are a few who will come and stand right at that opening. Yeah, and just, that's and a physical boundary. Yeah, and I've violation. got a, and I've got a two chairs on the other side of my desk in a pretty big office. Um, yeah, that you can stand anywhere in. You can come and lay yeah. down, and people do that and talk. But don't come and stand, you know, a foot away from me. And so, what I had to do, and this was hard for me, was say, "Hey, you're way up in my personal space. Go on your own side." Yeah, exactly like that. And you know what? That that's what worked. Nothing else worked. <laughs> the uh, what I I would try to get up and walk, you know, and like lead them mm-hmm. to a different part of my office, and then say, "Oh, well, I remember. I don't need that." And <laughs> go and sit down, and then it would come and block me in again. So that, yeah, but uh, I yeah, and I find that easy to do now for some reason. Well, because you practice. Well, it's all about yeah. practice and building that boundary. Asserting yourself. Practice asserting yourself. And I think it's important. And that's why this workbook that I did is really great because it literally teaches you how to set boundaries like w- within a, a sentence structure. Like it gives you a sentence you can say to somebody based on what boundary you're specifically struggling with. So it gives you like a really good guide map, which is great for me because when I get into those situations, yeah, no I completely shut down. Yeah. And like, my brain yeah. does not work properly yeah yeah you know uh just as an aside you and i've talked about this several times uh role-playing sucks ass and it's embarrassing but it's really fucking effective yeah it is effective absolutely and it goes with conversations mm-hmm. and i do this you know decision tree in my word. head i'm gonna say this and he or she's gonna say that or that exactly what's yeah. gonna happen then word I, I do it in the mirror a lot where I, I rehearse yeah, what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I literally like, yeah, will, I'll do that. I will literally daydream scenarios in which I'm standing up for myself. Like that's yes. how difficult yeah. it is for yeah. me. Like I, I will literally too. dissociate and like have these scenarios in my brain where I am this like super confident, assertive, boundary setting person, like this idealistic version of myself. And I'll like play out these things in my brain. And then when it comes down to the moment, you know, I have these things mapped out in in my head and then the moment comes and all of that is just completely gone. How many seasons? The the, the things and it's just anxiety. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I, 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 I hear you on that. It's when you, you, you get, you, you, that's why it's important. 
that's why it's important to um, find ways to hang on time out. maintain wait oh, let, let me finish let me finish okay, this go ahead okay let me maintain it's it's important for you to maintain your composure when you're trying to assert yourself with somebody who won't let your needs be met for some reason and it's that takes practice and it takes courage and whether you're writing it down in a journal rehearsing it in a mirror daydreaming it it's important to find a way that works for you so that in the moment you don't shut down. It's hard to do. Okay. So for real, going back to what you were saying about uh picture that in your head, good for you, dude. Yeah. That's just important. I mean, it really is. Um, you can literally look yourself into the, to mm-hmm. the point where you get rid of the nerves and you, you know. Yeah. And I think it's important too to like, just keep, like you were saying, Nathan, like keep practicing and yeah. keep building that muscle memory mm-hmm. because of the fact that like, this is really honestly the first time in my life where I've comfortably been able to set boundaries. I used to be very rigid and like, I used to really honestly be a bitch. Like I would cuss people out and tell them to fuck off a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in this state where I want to be able to be assertive and not be aggressive. And I've never done that before Mm -hmm. in my life. And so it's really, really hard because each time feels like it's just going to be all out war. Cause Dude. I mean, there's been times very recently where I've set a, a strict boundary and it's just been completely thrown out the window and somebody's made a huge deal of it. And so those mm-hmm. moments though, like when you're setting boundaries, they're going to happen, you know, it's, it's part yeah. of life, but they reinforce that notion that it's like on me, that it's my fault, but their reaction. And this is really, really important their reaction to your boundary has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You are responsible for enforcing that boundary and ensuring that if this person is consistently overstepping your boundary, that you either remove them from your life, like you make that decision or you figure out what you want to do about it because they're consistently overstepping your boundary. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, in a situation, I had a situation like this, I would never say my parents are bad people. All right. They're not like they're wonderful human beings and they're nice to people every, and they're nice, they're nice to everyone they meet and they're kind. It's just every, everyone has the thing. Everyone has some things that you don't see. Yeah. And every, and, and nobody's perfect. You know, people have their shit. And I was able to open up with them and be like, look, I get aggressive sometimes when I'm talking about what I need because I felt like they've been neglected Mm -hmm. and I was terrified to tell them that I was, I was absolutely terrified. I wasn't making eye contact. I was, I was, but I explained to them, I, I suddenly started getting aggressive expressing one of my needs. Right. Just, and then I, but then I explained to them, listen, this I get aggressive just because I have experience and trauma with not being listened to and they listen to me and they and they and they and they they worked to help meet my need sometimes communicating yeah that's very with the person yeah it being clear about how you feel and why is what it can take now if the per if 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 I, if you were to open up and be vulnerable like that with somebody 
and they throw it in your face. And th- that's that's a completely different situation yeah. where you're going to have to take a different approach. I'm lucky enough that my parents listened to me and understood. Yeah. You know, because I come from a situation in which like it was like I would vocalize my need and it would be shunned and then thrown back in my face weeks, months, you know, sometimes even a full calendar years later that like. I realized really early on, you know, and I'm I'm sure that this is how, you know, I'm not alone in my struggle that like I learned very early on that it's not like people aren't safe to express your needs to. I'm going to have to be the one to meet my own needs and to make sure that my own needs are met because nobody else is going to do that for me, which then led me to, you know, being a perfectionist. Imagine your brain trying to figure that out because literally your entire life, if you vocalize what your needs were, you had them met. All you could do is scream for a long time, but that mm-hmm. was vocalizing your needs and they were met. Mm-hmm. And then when you actually progress to the point where you can use your words and you think you're communicating them and you're not getting them met, brain's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. This should be even better than it was before. Mm-hmm. All I could do was lay on the ground and scream. Mm-hmm. This is not right. Yeah, which is a lot of the times why, like, especially children will act out like, like they tell you in a lot of uh, different trauma trainings that every behavior, there is a need, an implicit need behind every mm-hmm. behavior, mm-hmm. especially in children. If they're screaming, they're fighting, they're throwing things, they're, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, overreacting. They're having these big emotions and they're having needs that need to be met. So shunning them or punishing them for those needs is actually counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, sometimes it's good to let them work through the emotion or sit with them while they're feeling the emotion and really ask them, well, what are you feeling? How can you move through this? Things that, you know, oftentimes none of us really experienced when we were kids. Therefore, it's really difficult to know what we need, especially in terms of boundaries, especially in terms of knowing which boundaries are being violated and when, because oftentimes, you know, we were told sit down, shut up, be quiet, get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and then you start to tell that to yourself, which makes it really hard to assert yourself. Yeah. Or you build up, you know, like me, you build up this trauma response, you know, uh-huh. to any type of circumstance and that because it reminds you back to your developmental years where you were experiencing that. So then you're just kind of re-experiencing the trauma every single time you try to set a boundary. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot this. Dude, you in particular have done so much hard work. Yeah. Especially facts. with your parents. <laughs> I could not be more proud of you, dude. Thanks, I mean, we've guys. been talking about this for years, man, and you fucking nailed it, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really great that you were able to, to myself. Yeah, you were able to vocalize your needs, and then your needs were able to be met. Was that really healing for you? Yeah, um, it's one of the reasons why I'm feeling a lot more zened out and positive these Dude, days. You look yeah. great. I mean, when you walked in, Thanks. I was like, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I feel good. Way better than way better than the last time I moved away, came back, and they respect me a lot more now. Um, I feel Sometimes that. that's what it takes is space. Um, it yeah. no, it, the space definitely helped, but what really helped was uh, me communicating and asserting my needs without being too aggressive. That was that was huge for me, and uh, hence the story I shared earlier. But basically. Hence why we're talking about boundaries. Hence why we're talking about (laughs) boundaries. And I do have, yeah, on that note, I will say. um, I'm a badass. My, another, uh, a a particular boundary of mine that's been breached is um, 
Oh, wait, let me finish then. And you, my What'd friend, you say? work more on yourself and your shit than pretty much anybody I know, maybe with one or two exceptions. <laughs> and I really felt uh, kind of bad when we were talking and listening to you guys for real because you guys have really made a lot of progress in the last few years. And <laughs> I'm proud of us. Fist bump. Let's do it. I just, Keep going. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know, man. I feel like I'm letting the team down some. <laughs> letting so, the team down. Yeah, so I'm going to uh, learn how to juggle. There you go. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a long... comic relief. Right. It's, okay, a long, we're good. it's a long process, though. Like, I don't... I, I have not made as much progress in the boundary department as I would have liked to, but it's also a very recent development for me, so... I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I, I'm right. just like, you. hey, I didn't know uh, well, that was an option. Then yeah, maybe this worksheet we're going to do here can... came in one size. Sorry. Facts. Maybe the worksheet we're going to do at the end of this session can help everybody out, including us. Um, anybody out there who has experience with boundaries being breached? Bro, I have no problem Raise saying this. And I tell my friend, <laughs> I tell everybody when I do a class, every time I teach a class, it's because I need it. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, I, I hear need that. The input of a bunch of people as we go through it for 10 weeks. Oh, it yeah. did make me Just realize, though, wait. when you were going through the list of like, the specific boundaries, which is something that's covered early on in, in the boundaries workbook that I did mm-hmm. that I conveniently forgot about um, that. <laughs> like there's so many different aspects to boundaries and that, yeah. wow, a lot of different facets of these boundaries are being definitely overstepped and, and walked all over in my life. So that was mm-hmm. hopefully something that the listeners as well kind of took away not that you know i want you to have your boundaries overstepped but hopefully you found some solace in the fact that you know you can have a better understanding of what specific boundaries are and you know what's okay to yeah. be respected because sometimes you really just need the words to put exactly. to the situation and if you can that's the first step to healing is if you can define what's been happening to you and how yeah, you can change you just it need the language crazy thing about words is they can mean one thing that's very specific to you and you could say them and I could understand something completely different. Yeah. That's why active listening is really important, which we'll talk about probably in a different episode. Active listening. We have to have David. We should. David's the best. He's awesome. David is super cool. I like David. So what's this worksheet you talked about there? Well, that's actually going to be our next step. I wanted to get into, uh, is, does anybody else have anything else they'd like to share before we do that? No, I pretty much just trauma dumped on the microphone, so we're all good. That's why we're here. Um, I just wanted to share um, the material boundaries. It's not really money and possession thing, but I, I need to, I have to learn how to, one thing's with my ADHD or whatever it is that's going on up here that I'm figuring out is that I just... I get overwhelmed by stuff and I feel I need a purpose for my stuff. And once I have a purpose for that stuff, I can keep my area clean and have like stuff organized. When somebody is coming into your room and organizing stuff for you without your consent, it's a breach of material boundaries. And that's something I have experience with, but it's another thing I've been able to vocalize and assert. Um, and so just that makes sense why i would get so I, pissed off about that stuff when i was a kid oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like people would take my charger and not put it back or you yeah, know like things would be misplaced or mm-hmm. somebody would borrow something out of my room and not return it or things like that like that's a boundary violation because you didn't get consent for that yeah and whew, that's a 
big realization. And that's that's an interesting one because it's an easy one to see, and you see it in all your close relationships mm-hmm. at some point. No, exactly. And you're like, okay, you got that one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to know where it comes from. Hello again. So it was at this point that we sat down and did the worksheet that's at the end of the PDF that you can get at the link in the description below. I decided to exclude it because we are all entitled to our own privacy in doing this exercise. Be sure to check the link down below if doing this worksheet sounds interesting and uh, then maybe print it out and give it a shot after the podcast. Now we're going to pick the conversation back up at the moment we were done with the sheet. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to honor my time boundary yeah, with this one and yep. say that I need to skedaddle. Bye. All right, sounds good. And you heard it right there. Look we got to peace out, everybody. I, I didn't even have a panic attack about thank you, it. Thank you for asserting yourself of and course. being so, like, not super aggressive about it as well. Like, yeah, I look at that. Because I know you guys are safe people, though. It's easy to do with safe people. Hey, you know what? Thank you for saying that. That's really you. weird. And But you know me for a while. For some reason, when we were talking, I was looking at you, and I like to look people in their eyes when I'm talking to them. And I thought, you know, I've known you for a little bit. You're like one of very few people that I would be comfortable with in any situation. Same. Because we have boundaries that are incredibly rigid, you know? I mean, but in a healthy way. In a very healthy way. Yeah. But, you know, no discussion, no interpretation, you know? Um, and, no BS. Right. Yeah. And, and I think we did a great job and up, like, up front, like at the very, you know, beginning of our work relationship. Of maintaining those boundaries and setting them and knowing they exist. You know what? Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Because what you just said was I set a boundary and didn't fuck it up. Yeah. That's we both cool. did. Yay. Look at us. That's pretty wow. cool. You know what's crazy? Anybody else would have high-fived in that situation. Mm-hmm. You may have even thought about it. My brain went, we don't touch her. <laughs> Everybody, exactly. feel free to write down a boundary you're, you're happy you set. And have a great freaking week. Two weeks. We'll be back in two weeks, and uh, and we'll see you soon. Get on your feet. Do we have to stand up? Get on your feet. Make it happen. Parks and Rec. And that's a wrap on episode two of In Our Issues. Once again, very proud of how this one turned out. I really learned just how heavy of a topic boundaries can be when I recorded this episode with my co-hosts. Communication really is key. A skeleton key. That shit is important. (laughs) Good luck to all the homies listening that may have just realized that they've got some work to do on asserting themselves and understanding boundaries. I know I'm right there with you. We can do this together. Podcast production work by me. Original music composed and produced by me. I'm Nathan Donnelly. And I'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget you're awesome. Peace out.